We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Today on Watching Your Wealth, how to transition to the gig economy from a full-time job. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York, here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome to Watching Your Wealth, where you learn all you need to know about building your wealth and protecting your money. I'm Veronica Dagger. Douglas Bonaparte is a financial advisor and founder of Bonafide Wealth, LLC. Welcome, Douglas. Hi, how are you? Great to have you. I'm doing well, thanks. Doug, so a lot of millennials opt to work in the gig economy. Tell us a little bit why it's so appealing to take various gigs rather than have a typical 9-to-5 job. Sure. So two main reasons. The first is that millennials are really appreciating work-life balance, and they know by being a freelancer or owning their own business, they can have a career that's on their own terms and that they don't have to conform um, to a nine-to-five-plus type of lifestyle. So that's very attractive. And I think one of the bigger reasons behind this is what they've observed coming out of 2008 with their parents and loved ones losing their jobs, and after 20-plus years of um, loyalty to a, the standard you know, company, uh, they've been given a pat on the butt, and, uh, mm. well, you're retired now. So I think they're maybe a little fearful that the same could happen to them. Interesting. So tell me, you know, I think so many people do think about doing this, but it seems daunting. It seems almost overwhelming when you think you're not going to have the cash flow coming in on a regular basis. Give me more color on why you think it is so daunting, because you've mentioned that before. Because it is. And I don't want anyone to mistake that doing this is easy. There's nothing easy about this. It's going to take a lot of hard work because what you're striving for is something great and, and great things just don't happen. So there are things that you can do to make this become a reality despite it being a challenge. Mm, so what are some First of those thing, steps? Yeah. Sure. So the biggest obstacle is, hey, if I leave my job, I'm going to lose all this income that I'm accustomed to to go try and make this business uh, this gig work for me. So it's not practical to just leave your job and say, I'm going to go do this right now without doing a few things. The first one is building that cash reserve. It mm-hmm. might take a while to do it, but if you could save up um, a certain amount of money and you're going to want to calculate, well, how much time? You're going to put a little pressure on yourself. How much time do you need to get this business of yours producing enough income to where you can live, whether it be comfortably or a little less comfortably, but live off the income that it's making. So you can calculate, well, okay, I need this much money to live every month. And this is not going to be lavish. And this is going to be probably less than what you're accustomed to with your, with your job as it is currently. But you can calculate, is it six months, 12 months of cash that you need so that you can bootstrap this thing and hopefully get to a point where it's generating enough income and you can leave your job or having already left your job in that case. The second example is doing both, staying at your job, kind of weaning off of that while you ramp up your, um, your gig. And this is a little bit of finessing. You might not be able to do this necessarily at your current employer. So you can look around for 
jobs that will pay you the most for the least amount of work <laughs> so you can seriously you know and from that you know really be a student of time management so you're going to work this nine to five or this part-time job well you know what you're going to do with the rest of your time or from when you get home you know uh, 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 someone I, I admire Gary Vaynerchuk is fascinated with the time between six o'clock and uh, two in the morning you know, he, he looks at that as uh, the time in which you can get your hustle on. So that's how you can be practical with having a job um, and working on your side hustle, so to speak. Do you think it's, it's generally good advice to be doing the side hustle all along when you're, you have your job um, without? Because I know sometimes people make the switch, quit their day job and say, oh, I'm going to finally pursue my dream. Um, but maybe they haven't done that dream before. Um, is it generally wise to be doing the dream as you've been talking about just in a part time way and then make that switch? I guess I'm trying to think, think you know, what's more likely to yield you success long term? I think between those two, um, it's very difficult to say. I think one puts more pressure on you than the other. Clearly, leaving your job, not knowing if you'd be able to get that job back. Look, I have plenty of people who've done this, and their mentality is, oh, I'm not worried about that. I, I could get a job working anywhere. I could do this you know, all day long. It, I guess that really depends on how talented you are at, at what it is you're doing. But just leaving your job and going to pursue your dream definitely, to me, sounds like there's more risk than maintaining a job of some capacity and getting off of that while you increase your income on, on your gig. So um, if I had to choose between the two, I would say find a way to work uh, and pursue your dream. But be mindful that not all employers are going to be okay with that, That's right? Really they have an expectation that you're going to focus on your career. However, if you're, you know, serving up lattes at Starbucks, right. um, I don't know their policy specifically, but I can't imagine that they'd have uh, any issue with you um, pursuing the things that, uh, you know, make you happy. Absolutely. Um, what other sort of financial steps should we take before we go full time and sort of quit the day job to pursue our dream? I think you have to absolutely positively love what you're going to pursue. Um, and, this, you know, this is a feely question uh, that you have to ask yourself and be honest with yourself about. But if you, if you don't love it, don't do it. I mean, I love what I do, and I'm lucky, but I literally wake up happy, you know, on a Monday morning. So ask yourself, is pursuing this going to make you happy on a Monday morning? Or, you know, uh, in other words, don't complain. You know, this, this is supposed to be your dream. Therefore, it should be instinctual that, this is what you want to do for the rest of your life. And that, again, takes a lot of self-honesty. Yeah, and you have to be able to make sacrifices and, and be okay with that. I guess sacrificing the short term with the idea that long term it's going to pay off somehow. Absolutely. So for those in their late teens, 20s, 30s, you know, you have time on your side. You really do. Now, I understand that uh, life catches up to you when you start to have children and settle down and the responsibilities go up that these types of things become harder to do. So, you know, very fortunate position if you're young with no responsibilities to make this happen for yourself. And you're absolutely right. Sacrifices are key. You know, if you're dedicated to making this happen for yourself, you will live at home 
You will eat fast food. You will do whatever it takes to make your dream come true for you. And I think for a lot of people who've gotten too far in life, it's hard to make some really big sacrifices like spending less time with your family, lowering a lifestyle that you've become accustomed to, or changing the expectations of loved ones. Mm, so much is about trade-offs. Uh, great tips. Um, Doug, would you stick around and take our fun financial quiz? Absolutely. Thanks. You stick around, too. We've all felt left out. And for people who move to this country, that feeling lasts more than a moment. We can change that. Learn how at belongingbeginswithus.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Got money in the markets? Check out Your Money Matters from the Wall Street Journal. WSJ Podcasts. Listen ambitiously. This is Watching Your Wealth from the Wall Street Journal. Now, from our studios in New York... Here's Veronica Dagger. Welcome back to Watching Your Wealth. Now it's time for financial advisor Douglas Bonaparte to take our fun financial quiz. Doug, you ready? Ready. All right. What's the best financial advice you ever received? Be patient, especially when it comes to your business. Indeed. Worst financial advice? Take out the debt. What's the worst that could happen? True. Fill in the blank. Money can buy? Material things. Money can't buy? Love. True. If you won a million dollars after tax, what would you do with it? Hire a financial advisor. (laughs) All right. This has been a lot of fun. Thanks for joining us, Doug. Thank you for having me. Have a great one. You too. And this has been Watching Your Wealth, a production of the Wall Street Journal. I'm Veronica Dagger. For more information, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, check us out at wsj.com slash podcasts. Become a subscriber on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and now look for us on the Google Play Music app on Android devices.